It's almost time for the 61st ACB Annual Convention, and convention time also means ACB Auction Time. This year's auction will be held on Saturday, June 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's your chance to bid on crafts, jewelry, technology, and those ever-popular food items, including some delicious baked goods. Participation is easy. If you're registered for the convention, you're automatically registered to bid. You can join in on Zoom or tune in to ACB Media to catch all the action. If you want to get in on some early deals, the ACB Appetizer Auction is for you. It'll take place June 16th and 17th with lots of great items up for bid throughout both days. All proceeds will benefit ACB membership and the ACB community. Watch your email for more auction details or contact Leslie Spoon if you have any questions. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. That's lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. Let's have some fun while raising money to support ACB. See you at the auction June 18th beginning at 6 p.m. Central Time. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Welcome in everyone on Friday, June 10th to Visibilities as we continue celebrating our abilities, especially as seniors. Tonight we have a very special lineup for you. We are doing a a much more serious discussion than we often do. And that's, we're going to be talking about type 2 diabetes, what's going on in the field today, what we can do to keep ourselves thriving, even with diabetes. And we have quite an impressive group of panelists this evening. Uh, But before we go there, let me just start by thanking Larry Gassman for streaming for us tonight. Larry's wearing a few hats tonight. (laughs) Um, And I also want to thank Cindy LeBon, who is hosting with us this evening. We will be doing a bit of a panel discussion, but we will also, as we get into different topics, um, you're all welcome to raise your hand and ask any questions or comments uh, or anything that you'd like to input on this discussion, because this really should be an open learning session for all of us. And so without any further ado, I am going to introduce, excuse me, I'm going to introduce Tom Tobin, who has, when I first talked to him, I said, Tom, can we put something together on diabetes for um, visibilities? And he put together this amazing panel. And I thank him for, I feel like I can just sit back and relax tonight, practically. (laughs) Um, 
So we're going to be hearing from uh, Tom Tobin, Tom Jones, Larry Gassman, um, Terry Suarez, and I'm leaving off somebody that I'm apologizing for. Tom Tobin is the president of ACB Diabetics in Action. And that group has been around now. Um, it's a little better than 20 years. I seem to remember. 2005. Yep, 2005, Terry. Actually, I, I think it, the, it maybe as a committee, I remember be, uh, having some of its roots back in, <clears throat> excuse me, back in Des Moines. Oh, yeah. Um, we, when Jim and Olson that was went, 2001. Yep. So uh, I don't think it actually became an affiliate maybe until 2005. But uh, it's it's been growing for a very long time in ACB. And with that, I welcome Tom. And Tom, why don't we start off? Can you tell us a little bit of what's going on with ACB Diabetics in action uh, over the past year or so, what your plans are? in the immediate future, and then maybe a little later, we'll talk about what you're going to be doing at convention. That sounds great, Terry. Can you all hear me? Sound good to me. All right. Well, very good. Well, Terry, you're always so gracious. And uh, on behalf of ACB Diabetics in Action, I want to thank you for inviting us to be on your visibility show. It's a real pleasure and honor to do this tonight. Um, and you're right, we do have a spectacular panel, um, I, all 18 people. So I'm really happy to have them with us tonight. But, <laughs> Let me just talk a little bit about our mission, um, generally speaking, or simplicity speaking, is basically to help uh, people living with diabetes and vision impairment to live the best life they can. Um, and uh, so we have lots of programs and services that we do to support people in that event. And as our treasurer, who's with us tonight, Becky Dunkerson, points out, it also is uh, our mission to support people who are caregivers for individuals who are living with vision impairment and, and diabetes. Um, so membership in our organization is not strictly uh, uh, restricted to uh, people who are living with diabetes and vision loss, but those that uh, who take care of people who are living with diabetes and, and vision loss. So um, you know, we, we welcome anybody, uh, but that's our focus. And um, um, so we, we, um, we do have, um, to your point, Terry, some monthly programs that we're all very proud of. And we've been doing these for some, some are new, some are been around for a while. But uh, every month we have a second Wednesday community call. We just came off that call this past Wednesday with a certified diabetes educator and uh, education specialist, uh, Abby Chesterson was our guest and uh, she's also a dietitian. And she talked to us about all the things that diabetes can do to impact our bodies from our organs to our nervous system to you name it. And um, thanks to Larry, it, it is archived and it will be available for those that want to listen to it as a podcast. Um, so, um, in fact, uh, Abby's coming back in July, on July 13th, to be our guest because we had to, she was had so much information, we had to stop her and uh, give our audience a chance to ask questions. But she's coming back in July, so please make a note, July 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, Abby will be back to finish her presentation and uh, take more questions. Um, we do offer a, a two, two casual chats per month, which is very informal. Um, it's typically the third Saturday and fourth Monday of the month, and that's where we have just kind of open mic night. People can join us to 
talk about their challenges in living with diabetes, um, type 1, type 2, um, pre-diabetes, you name it. And um, if I've learned one thing over the past almost year of being president of ACB Diabetics, and that is that we have an amazing bench of people in our organization that really know all different kinds of things about how to manage diabetes. So um, the, the peer-to-peer resource that I like to refer to is phenomenal. Um, so so that's, that's, that's a big resource we have. And then among other things, as far as resources that we have, we, um, we have um, a national convention, which is coming up, and we will talk more about that later, Terry, as you suggested. Um, we have a quarterly newsletter that comes out every quarter, obviously, and talks about all aspects of diabetes, including um, our Sunshine Committee Chair Sugar Lopez's uh, recipes, which are amazing. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that we have um, that we do on a monthly basis. So I think that gives the audience a little overview of what we have. Um, and I'll talk about, you know, how to get more information, how to join ACB Diabetics in Action, all that good stuff, Terry, if that's okay, towards the end of our presentation tonight. Um, but I would Sounds like to just, I just would like to, you know, repeat and reiterate what you said, Terry, about our panelists. So, Terry Suarez is a type 2 diabetic that um, um, comes from the medical background. She's a, a respiratory therapist, um, critical respiratory therapist, and um, is relatively new to the whole continuous glucose monitoring space because um, I pushed her kicking and screaming to do it. But anyway, uh, so Terry's with us tonight. And of course, Larry Gassman, um, he has an interesting story to tell with his his own journey with both type one with his unfortunately past wife and his journey with type two and his struggles with our lovely Medicare system to get approval uh, to uh, get, get, get on a continuous glucose monitor. And Tom Jones, who is our senior statesman, been around for a long time, but uh, regardless of that, he and his endocrinologist figured out a way to write the documentation properly for Medicare so that, as a as a non insulin dependent type two, which all of these folks are, was able to get uh, approval for um, the uh, continuous glucose monitoring system. So, one of the things that we are trying to do in ACB Diabetics in Action is to uh, challenge the system, if you will, uh, because Medicare enforces the rules for non insulin dependent type two diabetics very inconsistently. So this panel tonight, Terry, is a very timely topic. Um, we will also, uh, we are also um, hopefully going to be bringing a resolution to the Florida Convention. Um, as some of you may know, the House passed a bill in March to lower the cost of insulin. And any of us that take insulin, whether you're type 1 or type 2, is expensive as can be. So we're trying to get through this resolution, um, get the Senate to craft a companion bill so that we can do all the fun legis legislative stuff and um, get that bill to conference, uh, figure out what we need to do to compromise and get that to the president's desk for signature. So hopefully the resolutions committee um, will bring that to the floor and we can, and we can vote on it at some point during convention. So with that kind of intro, um, how do you want to start, Terry? We can well, um, let me. I, I know we're going to end up doing a lot of talk about the continuous glucose monitoring. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question, and you can turn it over to whomever you feel uh, would be the best one to answer that. And that is, 
what is the, why do we, why is a continuous glucose monitor so much more effective and uh, more desirable than the old do a two hours after you eat kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And how about if we just start there? Sure. No, I, I'll kick it off and then I'll turn it over to my amazing panel. Um, but um, so over the history of managing diabetes, um, we've had basically no technology and then they developed um, uh, glucose monitors, which you could do a finger stick and check your blood sugar and they were very accurate. And the key here um, in managing diabetes is to keep, whether you're type one or type two, frankly, is to keep your blood sugars in a certain range. And that, of course, is decided by you and your physician. Um, but when continuous glucose monitors came along several years ago, um, it sort of revolutionized the, the diabetes management space because, A, it either eliminated or severely reduced the number of finger sticks that you had to do. And I don't know about the audience, but for those of us who have been dealing with diabetes for a long time, finger sticks are about as much fun as uh, putting a stick in your eye so um, but they're necessary so you can see where your blood sugar is to possibly properly take the correct medication on it so but the neat thing about cgms continuous glucose monitors i don't mean to use the vernacular because some people don't know what they are but for both type one and type two is to basically see uh, you know two things um, one how long your blood sugar has been what we call time on target so Let's just say, for argument's sake, um, I set my CGM for a blood sugar range of 70 to 180. So the, the continuous glucose monitor will actually produce a report that says you are X number of percent in that range, which is really helpful today um, because the old A1C test, which is also very effective, shows your overall control over a three-month period, uh, is great. But the two of them together, so time on target and A1C, are really where it's at today in managing diabetes. Because if you do those both well, um, you could really get your diabetes under really tight control. And I say that because I could have a blood sugar in the morning of 80, have a blood sugar before dinner at 300. If you average those two, you know, whatever that number is, 380 divided by two, that's actually a pretty decent average, but that's just what it is. It's an average. So the swing in my blood sugar is from 80 to 300 is horrible. And that's what we want to avoid. Um, so that, that's why the continuous glucose monitors are so important. And I will just say this, and I'll turn it over to the panel for their input, but I personally think that a continuous glucose monitor is essential for both type 1s and type 2s, which is why we're fighting the system to get them approved for everybody, because um, some of you may not realize type 1, which is insulin-dependent diabetes, that the chances of having complications are more severe because you're insulin-dependent and you got to manage insulin balance it against your blood sugars, balance it against your, 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 your dietary needs, balance it against your exercise routine. But type 2, guys, type 2 is also a pretty serious condition. And we know a lot of type 2s out there who feel fine. They, they're great. They don't even know they're type 2. They don't even know they're, they have diabetes. Um, so these devices um, help them just as much as it helps type 1s to get their blood sugar into a, a proper range so that type twos as well as type ones can avoid or delay or prevent hopefully any of these complications that that come with diabetes such as vision loss heart disease kidney failure neuropathy which is a problem with your nervous system um lack of sensitivity in your extremes extremities um so 
the, the, the golden rule here, Terry, is uh, tight blood sugar control is exactly where it's at. So with that, I would love to open it up to my amazing panelists, uh, my, my ACB diabetic colleagues. So anybody, Terry, Tom, yeah. Larry? I'll, I, I will add to what you were saying specifically as it relates to CGMs. Because when I was working, before I retired, I had a CGM because my company paid for it. And I was never in so much compliance in terms of diabetes than I was when I had the CGM. Uh, number one, the, st the finger sticks hurt. And when you read Braille, it hurts even more when you have to read Braille and you've found out that you prick the finger that you need to read with. Even if, if, even if you change fingers, it still hurts. The CGM, and, and, and this, it's amazing. The CGMs do something that the finger sticks can never do. Uh, they allow you, and every body is different. Tom could eat something and his sugar might not do anything as a result. I could eat the same thing and mine might be sky high. Uh -huh. The CGMs will allow you to not necessarily make those choices. Well, I guess in a, in a way they will. But but it'll it'll show me what the blood sugar was, reading was, when I ate such and such. That tells me what my body will allow and what it won't. So I can, instead of sticking my finger, say, twice a day because it hurt because of the finger pricks, I can stick it every... I, I mean, I can actually take that sugar reading every hour if I want. I could test four, five, six, 12 times a day and get a reading on what my body, my body in my circumstance will allow. And it allows you to be far more compliant because you know what your body will tolerate and what it won't. Uh, without that CGM, and I'm fighting that now because I'm retired, I think, well, ACB might argue with that. Um, the, the insurance companies are paying for them currently. Now, I think they will in, this, in the space of three to five years. I think finger sticks will be, be out of the norm and, and most people will have CGMs, but we're not there yet. But I, I, this, is, this is the way it's going to be. People are going to be buying CGMs or, or getting CGMs through insurance because in the long run, diabetes is going to be controlled so much better. And the only people that don't seem to realize that are the insurance companies. Let me ask you this. Roughly, what is the expense? How much are they? Uh, what would you get? Tom would probably know this better yeah. than I, Tom Jones. I, think, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Think, ahead, I would tell you that uh, the, they can, you can get a um, CGM for, what, $75. That's not the problem as much. I mean, you can get it. I mean, people in the CG sometimes to get seventy-five dollars. CGMs are but, the sensors that you're talking about, right? Okay, right. CGM, now, this, the, the what does that, that stand for? Reader. It that's stands for con Continual Glucose Monitor CGM. That's Wonderful. what Tom was talking about before when he was talking about CG Continuous Glucose Monitors, and really the the reader is you can get one of those for seventy-five dollars. But the problem is. The sensors are the thing that can cost you, and and those are and I'm fortunate enough not to really see the cost of it because it goes through my government Blue Cross Blue Shield Medicare because they actually pay for them. But I'm certain that they're around. Oh, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Twelve to fifteen dollars, if not more, each, and you need. One every 14 days. And you can, it's like 70, well, no, I, I think it's yeah. closer to 20. 
I, yeah, I think, think Tom, I've, I've I've seen different pricing out there. But yeah, yeah. Conservatively, I would say that the I average was paying cost I've seen 30. is about thirty-five bucks per yep. sensor. Yeah, so that's, that's about, kind of what I. Yeah, it's about seventy bucks per month. So, you know, for those of the, those of us in the audience or us that are on the panel that are on the fixed income, that's a lot of money. Yes, it, it is. is. It is. And, uh, not only that, but uh, Terry, it's it's really a, a great um, that. I was lucky enough at the right time to get into the fight to get these. And uh, when you factor in what's necessary as far as what your doctor has to have as a note and a letter showing that it's medically necessary and that it's a reasonable request for accommodation due to blindness, those two things have to not only be in the uh, note that doctor writes, but it also has to be in your own medical record chart that it, it all, both those things have to be there. And so, Tom, if I could, if I could say yes, this please. to the audience, um, Tom has been the subject matter expert on getting uh, this passed through his Medicare program. So he's my poster child that I point to as far as <laughs> someone who's figured out the system. Um the challenge, though, just as a side note, footnote, I guess, is that uh, this, the continuous glucose monitors uh, come with a reader, and the reader is totally inaccessible. So for somebody exactly. that does not have a smartphone, like an iPhone or an Android phone, um, unless you've got some usable vision, the reader is not accessible. And we're working to get that changed. But right now, uh, that's an important thing because I, I, I pledge to – people on ACB, Diabetes in Action, that we would do everything in our power to not leave people behind that can't afford a smartphone. Um, so that that's a sidebar note, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really important because, you know, again, Terry, to your point about uh, expenses, I mean, you know, it's a lot, most of our members and friends are on a fixed income. So, they can't afford a smartphone, so I'll be I'll be damned while I'm president of ACB Diabetics in Action to leave them behind. So we're working on that, but um, it, it's it's just going slowly. So I didn't interrupt you, Tom, but I would recommend no, to the audience so that they, if they have no, more, I, want more information, um, you know, we can certainly write to our list, and I'll talk more about that at the end. But uh, Tom is my go-to guy on how to get it done. Yeah, no, no. I and was is, I was curious is. because I was also what, what actually struck me just now was that Tom mentioned that he uh, has his uh, federal Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if Blue Cross Blue Shield is willing to pay for it at this point. It would just seem as that, like I think it was Larry said in three to five years we'll probably see it happening because they do tend to be one of the uh, largest companies or group of companies in the country. Well, it's, it's, and Terry, just to be clear to the audience, it's it's not that the rules aren't on the books. They, they are on the books. Um, but the way they're being enforced is inconsistent. So, for example, Larry gave a great example. He's on, you know, Medicare, and he's having a tough time getting on a continuous glucose monitoring system since he left his private insurance from his job at Marriott. Tom Jones, on the other hand, who's also on, you know, Medicare through a federally funded program, was able to get his doctor to write the prescription in such a way that Medicare accepted it. So that's the rub. That's the rub. Um, it's being inconsistently enforced, and um, we're trying to 
advocate uh, to all of pharma and all the insurance companies as to why you've got to have some continuity and consistency here because yeah, people, no, that makes know, yeah, you know, what you're saying makes sense. I just, I guess I'm in a very similar situation insurance wise to Tom, and uh, in the I have as a, as retiree as a retiree we have our our insurance we have Medicare but we also have the uh, federal blue cross blue shield yeah. and so that will you that kicks in as a secondary insurance yep. um when medicare doesn't cover something and that's why that's what just kind of stuck out to I me consider myself maybe the blue cross yes uh, so do we trust me yeah. so I mean, do like- we I mean, it's not. It was. Not it was that. worth thirty years working for the government yeah. for. <laughs> but we've been talking. We've been talking. When you asked Terry, when you asked about cost, that's one system uh, we've been talking about the Libre uh, uh, continuous glucose monitor systems. But there are other uh, CGMs or continuous glucose monitors out there, uh, and I think the cost factor can differ and it can be even higher with the other one. Good point. Um, yeah, and so that is a good point. While we do have a panel, I'd like to invite my colleague, Terry Suarez. Do you have anything to t- chime in, Terry, since you're a relatively new, newer <laughs> CGM consumer? Um, and, I'd love to hear. Yeah, and I just want to say thanks for Tom Jones um, clearing the path for me because I used his exact words. I have Florida Blue Cross and Blue Shield as my secondary and I'm on Medicare and because I'm on SSDI and all my doctor had to do was medically indicated due to blindness. And just to let you guys know, those little test strips that you got to put the blood on, Ugh. those are like $2 each. So yeah. by the time you prick your finger, then yeah. try to have the right amount of blood. And that's not too much or too little. There's a little line that you're supposed to fill it up to, which, you know, can't see the line anymore. So I would go through four to eight of them a day. So I would just give up. And Tom's like, you can't give up. And I said, but I'm not on insulin. Well, unfortunately, um, as things have changed, because I'm a newly diabetic, I have progressed to having a require some insulin now. So that unfortunately pushed me over and working with my case manager, um, which I have her on speed dial, um, we bested through because I said, my friend Tom Jones said this and, and, it, and, it, and made it happen for me. And I tell you, um, I am so excited. This was not my idea, but self-care is health care. Yes. And Greg from... Next Generation came up with that. I'm excited to be part of that panel at convention. And I just have to say, I can't do self-care if nothing talks to me. And what's amazing is, is you just put your phone up to your sensor. Now, I don't know if there's any other Star Treks out there. I, I say I have my first Borg <laughs> implant. And uh, it's amazing. You just hold it and it reads you what it is that second. But otherwise, it's reading all day. And all of a sudden, you hear this funny alarm. Now, an opportunity of improvement yep. is to have a different alarm when it's low and a different alarm when it's high. And I do have friends around me going, are you going to blow up? <laughs> but <laughs> it really does impact my method of dealing w- with my compliance. Um, food actually acts different in my body. It's my stress hormones 
that affect my sugar, that's the other sugar we don't talk about. Sometimes it's not food. When your adrenal glands kick in and produce your your, um, cortisol steroid that gets you ready for your fight and flight, your liver produces glycogen and it just shoots your sugar right up. I've gone from, you know, 80s and 90s up to 300. And I have to be very careful with that and go meditate, go lay down, take breathing, meditation. Um, Cause don't you really get, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't talk to the doctors taking care of my dad, but um, it's very, don't call transportation. Um, you know, <laughs> um, there's a lot of things, but I tell you one thing that's been fantastic is I've only been, a, I've, I'm four years old on my blindness journey. I have been a diabetic for four years. I found out at the same time that I lost my sight. And because there's no real symptoms of type 2 diabetes, you just got to stay on top of your um, once a year uh, checks. And because of my steroid use of asthma, they just called it waxing and waning because I was just like crossing the toe very slowly across that line and um the thing that's very interesting is is um this community of diabetics in action has been so important to me um the calls the support um i called larry because him and i started something new together one of the new fast acting and so i'm like hey how are you doing he's like yeah i'm taking 10 i'm like oh so am i and it's just wonderful how you have the peer-to-peer support because living with diabetes, it's called diabetic fatigue because it hits our entire aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very challenging and also losing my sight. It's like serving size. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> One day I had a salad and they had a bunch of croutons on it. I'm like, oh, these are great. They're garlic and seasoning and oh, they're so crunchy. My sugar shot way up. I said, well, what is the serving size of these? And I looked, it's like two croutons. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that explains a lot of things. So the continuous who's having a salad, two croutons too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Do they have um, any white butter. Yeah, right. 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 But um, but it is amazing having a continuous glucose glucose monitoring part of my life. So thank you, Tom Tobin, and thank you, Tom Jones. Tough um, love, for, Jerry. Tough love. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it is um it is helping me really gain control of my self-care and um, it's a great part of my life. And I will tell you that in the last 15 years, there's different companies that are working with um, everyone has experienced a pulse oximeter now with um, COVID that um, Massimo and there's some others out there where we'll be in the future, not having to worry about wearing anything, but be able to put our finger in to a pulse ox probe and be able to read our sugars. So that Mm -hmm. will be very exciting Um, because the easier the testing is, the more compliant we will be. So thank you so much for letting me share. 
Yeah, that was great. Thank you very much, Jerry. Well, thank a, you. Woo Sugar Warriors. Woo yeah, <laughs> That's Terry's favorite phrase. Woo <laughs> It's contagious. So sorry, Terry Pacheco. We like That's it. That's okay. I know that. I, I know that. I did a couple of her um traveling Jerry uh shows with her back in the beginning of COVID. Um let me just step for one minute. We do have do, would you folks mind taking a call or two? We sure. do have a hand raised. Absolutely. Sure, sure. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Area code 773. I, I'm sorry. It was my hand, and I should have lowered it, but uh, I had wondered when you were talking about CGM, I, I had wanted to know, oh, okay. uh, you know, what what that was, because I, I would be very interested. I do have a, a smartphone, but I hope, I hope I can either get really, you know, you would you would need to go where would you would you take this to the pharmacist is this where you would go to get these things these these sensors and things after you get the approval of the doctor and everything from the insurance company how how yeah. do you acquire well, the Which, good news is oh Tom, may i answer that okay sure. yes so the great news is it's no longer um a pharmacy it's a disposable medical equipment dme so mm-hmm. what you would do is contact your insurance company and they would connect you with the DME company, durable medical equipment that they deal mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And so that also helps us from jumping into the donut hole quicker. Oh, so it truly is a medical equipment, not seen as a pharmacy equipment. And that just changed this year. So I was really excited about that. Wow. That's so mine just show up at my doorstep. Beautiful. I'm sorry, man. What was your name? My name is Debbie Watson. I'm sorry. I spoke fast. I was a no, little embarrassed. Okay. I, my from my name is Debbie Watson. So you're in Chicago land, right? You're in Chicago? Yes, right? I am. I'm, yeah, so, uh, Tom yeah, Jones um, got me to ACBDA, and I can't come on Wednesdays because I have another commitment, but... Uh, I really, I really, you know, the warmth of this group, I'm really feeling, and this is great. I'd like to be more involved. Oh, We'd definitely to come to our chats, our open chats. That's amazing um, what we talk about and, and be able to extend a hand up for one another. So we and would we'll love sharing, to have you. Sorry, Jay. We'll, we'll be sharing at the end of this presentation um, our contact information, Debbie, so that you can reach out to us and find out how to plug in. We'd love to have you part of our oh. group. It, it is a, it's an amazing Tom, I group. can tell you, I can tell you, I happen to know this lady, and she is already a member. Oh, very good. Well, yes, welcome. Yes, I, I am a member. I just haven't participated much, mainly, as I said, because your, your meetings are on Wednesdays, and I have a a commitment that's important to me and then sad but saturday I, i'm hearing about these chats now yep. and that would be great you know well, to learn what time very, they come. third saturday for the casual great. chat and then we also have a fourth monday we'll do a second casual chat because we we asked we surveyed our members and they said we would like more time to be able to talk to each other so that's what we're doing so um, where, how do I get on your mailing list? Cause it was through Tom that I learned about your meeting tonight. I get the new- newsletter, but if I, you can I hang around it. till the end. I will make sure that I tell you how to get in touch with us so that we can get you that information. 
Absolutely. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll shut up now. Sorry. No, that's okay. Just, <laughs> no, that's yeah. no. You're more than welcome. You're, <laughs> never apologize on this on this call. Trust me. <laughs> if we had to do that, I would spend the whole hour doing it myself. <laughs> me too, Dad. Me too, uh, Terry. We do have. Let me just this. We need to make them a little bit quick. Because I can't believe we're over a half hour in already. I just looked. Um, yeah. But area code 682 ending in 537. You can unmute. I think I know who that is. I thought that was you, Calandra. Oh, hi, Calandra. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I enjoy your presentation. It is marvelous. I am not a diabetic. Type 1 or type 2. But I have learned some information to prevent it. Um, I had no idea that if you are under a lot of stress and you are diabetic, it can increase your blood sugar. I thought it was just high blood pressure. But wouldn't that too... Uh, when my blood pressure caused me to have diabetes sometimes. Well, stress stress can trigger a lot of reactions, Colin. And so, you know, um, as Terry was alluding, blood sugar is one of those things because your liver releases glycogen glycogen into your bloodstream because your body's getting ready to either fight or flight, and so. Uh-huh. Also raises your blood pressure because, again, if you're getting ready to fight or flight, you got to have a good blood flow to f- fight off the bad guys or whatever you're going to do or run your run away. So um, it can impact. And Terry, you know more about this than I do, so I should leave it to the medical person and talk about it. But. <laughs> no, I was just going to tag team you. So your adrenal <laughs> Please gland. Please take it over. Save me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll tag team. So. Once the sugar level, because sugar is actually needed in the body and in your brain for energy. So when you, you know, have that surge of energy, it's because you're like Tom was saying, you've got, you're either going to run or you're going to fight and the adrenal glands then add to that and the pituitary gland and then the hypothalamus. So the whole endocrine system kicks in to be at full attention. So you do have a spike that does not make you a diabetic. What makes you a diabetic is when your body can't process the sugar and sugar molecules are very coarse and very abnormally shaped. So how it is a cardiovascular disease or and peripheral disease is that it scrapes the lining of your blood vessels. And that's where the, um, scar tissueing gets built up, the plaque builds up, and that's why coronary artery disease is so dangerous for diabetics. And it is important to maintain low levels of your sugars. The question about hypertension is not necessarily make you a diabetic. Adrenal glands, again, can increase your HTLs, which is another hormone that gets your blood flow in and ready to go. Um, so what is so important about all this is you don't have to remember which hormone and which, <coughs> which gland and which you know system works, is that you have a good relationship with your medical team and that you are your number one advocate. You are the most valuable player in 
in the world because you've been with yourself the longest. And if you're not feeling good or you just don't feel right, and once a year you just go into your medical team and you're like, you know, I need a checkup. I want to see my labs. Let's talk about it. And and be aggressive and say, well, you said that's okay, but that's on the higher side. How was it last year? And I'm embarrassed to say I was too busy in my career to really be um, tracking my numbers. I would just go in and be like, okay, thanks, and would move on. And if I would have slowed down, I could have potentially have seen the effects of what has gone on in my history. So all I have to say is, is be your most valuable player and your self-advocate and know that self-care is an important health care. And if you can't do something like get a voice speaking <clears throat> blood pressure, um, you know, get the tools you need to provide self-care, talk to your doctor because your doctor's there to help you achieve self-care. Uh, Thanks for were, that question. Yeah, and yeah. as you yes. said, Terry, we, we work as a team, and that's that. I think it's really important that our audience knows that you know you and your doctor should work as a team because the, he may or she may give you the direction on how to best do whatever you need to do, but you as a patient have to comply. So that's a team effort. And don't it's, be scared to fire your doctor if things are not working <laughs> and the collaboration's not working, you know, you're not obligated to be with that one doctor. Now there is rural areas, but now thanks to telemedicine, um, those barriers have been broken. So, you know, communicate with your doctor, communicate with the nurse practitioners and your medical team. Yep. All right. So any and, more questions, Terry? Pacheco? Uh, yes, I do. I have at least two more for you. Okay. And the next one is, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. I like it. Though so it's Neva. That's correct. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was Neva or Never. I forget. I thought it for sure. I'd guess it wrong. <laughs> no, <Neva>. you <laughs> perfectly, perfectly pronounced. Yeah. My, my name is Neva Fairchild. I live in Texas and I've been a type two diabetic for um, almost 12 years now. Um, the first five years, I was completely in denial because I got my prodigy talking blood glucose meter and I've been visually impaired all my life. And and have a degenerative retinal, uh, inherited retinal disease. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I got my prodigy talking glucose meter and I diligently checked my blood sugars and they were never, never above a hundred. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have diabetes. What the heck are they talking about? <laughs> but my A1Cs were up there, you know? And so, um, finally I got a CGM and I can totally relate to what uh, was said earlier about, you know, learning the, the quick effects of, you know, oh, you mean three pieces of pizza was too much? Neva, gee, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, two things, I'm glad to hear that the, the, the CGMs are now durable medical equipment and people know that because when I was trying to get one five years ago, when, when Libre, I started inquiring about it when Libre only had a Canadian app. And when the U.S. app came out for the iPhone, I started hounding my doctor 
And um, she was perfectly willing. She wrote the script and everything. And I was on the phone to the pharmacy, the, the mail order pharmacy folks for days and weeks and months. And they'd be like, yeah, it's going through. No, it's not. Yeah, it's going through. Oh, we can get you this, but we can't get you that, you know. And finally, I called the insurance company back and I said, I'm so frustrated with the pharmacy folks. I don't know what to do. And she's like, have you tried durable medical equipment? And within a week, <laughs> within a week. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a question and for I us? even told them. So, so this is, this is my point, I guess, is that, you know, we have to be our own best advocates. We have to have the information because totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. one person you know, that that doctor or that pharmacy tech or that oh whoever God. probably deals with who's blind is you. And and so uh, once I knew that, I mean, it was so simple. I did all the legwork. I found a, a durable medical equipment that accepted my insurance. They weren't going to they weren't going to do that digging. And I can't tell you how many I went through before I found, you know, Libre Freestyle at that time. But something fun that I only learned two weeks ago is. Did anybody else know that they make cute stickers for your sensor? They do. I heard about that. My pediatric um, friend, diabetic educator said, do you want me to send you the stickers? And I'm like, no. Oh, gosh, I want some. Will you send them to me? I want Oh, <laughs> You can probably talk to your Durham medical equipment supplier. I will actually, but the funny thing is, is I I think it's fun because my grandkids who are, you know, my, my middle one is four and he's like, grandma, what is that? It's grandma's button. You know, I just (laughs) tell him it's my button. I just tell everyone it's my Borg implant. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pull on it, but you can push it. And and then, of course, I jump every time they, they push it. So they think they're really doing something. But I think it's really cool to make it like, well, look at that little sticker on her arm. You know, it's like a, like a tattoo. It's cool. You know, it's not, it's not ugly. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not something for, the, for them to be afraid of either. Right. Um, right. But thank you for your call, Neva. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and that is a good question, though. What does this thing look like on you? And where do so, you have it on your body? Well, I will just jump in real quick because I know you've got another question here, and we're I look at we're a yeah. quarter of the hour. So, um, the the two contiguous glucose bonds that are the most popular are Libre, as you just said, and um, Dexcom, <clears throat> and they're a little different in the sense how they work. So, Libre uh, has a built-in transmitter, so it's one piece. Uh, it looks like. Oh, good guys. About about I'd the size th- of a quarter. Yeah, and a little four thicker. quarters stacked up. Yeah, yeah. So it's and then the Dexcom um, is a little different in the sense that it ha- you have the sensor itself, and then you attach mm-hmm. a transmitter to it. So it's a little different, but basically they're the same size. Um, and so that's kind of gives you the. I can't the, the, do the, it. The, oh, yeah. The the uh, somebody's unmuted and talking, so we need to have you mute. Thanks, Larry. Oh, I can't unmute, I don't think. Oh, it's Chris. Yeah, Chris, we we hear you, Chris. Chris, you You can hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay. So she's actually the next person with a question. So that's basically how they look, guys. Uh, They're relatively small, but, you know, they go on the back of your arm generally, although some of the uh, diabetes educators say you can apply them to your abdomen area, which some people do. But, um, 
uh, generally on the back of your arm. So they generally you want to keep them on the back of the arm so that I can't tell you guys how many times I'm embarrassed to say I've rubbed up against a door jam and off goes the sensor. Yep, it's so, happened to me too. We've all done it. And sure. Yep. So, so why don't we move on, Terry, to your next question? Okay, the next question actually is from Chris Coulter. Hi. Hi, Chris. Um, I, a couple of years ago, uh, both my husband and I, when we um, came, went to a doctor for the first time in many, many years, um, he found out that he had diabetes and he was told to, to um, test his diabetes. Well, I had never heard of pre-diabetes, and I was told that I had pre-diabetes, wouldn't need to do anything much about it, uh, no medication, no, nothing like that, uh, but, but I do cut back on my sugar. I, I try to be careful. Um, what, is, what, what are all the, the categories, the, the um, diabetes, pre-diabetes, and, and, and So there's, there's and four, none. Chris. There's four okay. of them. Type okay. one is insulin dependent, which means I'm a type one, which means my pancreas does not produce an insulin at all. So if I don't take mm-hmm. insulin, I'll die. Type yeah. two, which is what this panel is all about, is that people's pancreas are still producing insulin, but be, perhaps because of obesity or insulin resistance or what have you, their body, as Terry said, is not processing the insulin properly to, to, to handle your glucose levels. Um, mm-hmm. So diet and exercise can often play a key part in helping a type two manage their blood sugar levels. As you said, Chris, pre-diabetes is you have the signs and symptoms that you could get diabetes, but you still have, as you said, the opportunity through controlling your diet and lowering the amount of sugar you intake and you know managing your exercise to mm-hmm. prevent that from happening. And then there's also what we call gestational diabetes. So women who become mm-hmm. pregnant um, for whatever reason that demands, Terry, maybe I'll explain this better, but the demands on the system in your body, um, you become diabetic uh, while you're pregnant. Um, and sometimes after you deliver, you go back to not being a non-diabetic, but sometimes gestational diabetics remain diabetics. So those are the four major categories. Um, anybody else have anything to add to that? Uh, you covered it so well, I don't see. <laughs> Excellent job, Tom. So those are the four, thanks. Uh, so those are the four major areas. Um, okay. And then, and, and then I wouldn't have to, you know, like um, have to uh, take, medication i don't have to take medication or anything like that but um would that come up to borderline or whatever uh, that's called you you may chris want to ask your doctor i assume it's a primary care physician you may want to ask yeah okay i will ask Mm -hmm. order Mm -hmm. order an a1c test because that will give you at least a general idea of what your blood sugars are averaging over a three-month period um, and then you can make some, you know, informed decisions as to whether or not, sure. you know, you need to take mm-hmm. a next step or that you're doing great. Hopefully you're doing great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think All so, right. but we'll see. <laughs> Thank you. Good question. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right, Tom, I'm throwing it back to you for the next, whatever you'd like to do for the next topic. We have uh, um, probably about five or six minutes for it. All right. Well, let yes. me... Terry, you have nine minutes. I know, but we need about three or four oh, at no. the end. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I just I would like uh, 
a few minutes at the end just to, to give people our audience a little bit more information about ACB diabetics in action. Right. But, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna punt and I'm gonna give it to my panel guys. What do you want to talk about? This is your show and what else uh, do we need to talk about with uh, type two diabetes? I think I think we need to let alert people who are not diabetic but could be facing diabetes to let them know because we've sent them a ton of information about a lot of kind of dark things that conceivably could happen. How do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? Diabetes, if you if you actually if you happen to have diabetes and you're compliant with what your doctor is asking you to do, you can live with diabetes for the rest of your life. And it's it's not fun, certainly, but it's certainly doable. And there are so many things out today that will help you, especially with regard to diet and exercise, eating the right kinds of foods. Uh, you know, I've been a diabetic since I got I, I found out I was a diabetic on my honeymoon. Wasn't that exciting? <laughs> <laughs> it was two thousand. Uh, that's a buzzkill, Larry. Three, yeah, yeah. And I, she, Melinda said, you want to check your sugar? I said, no. She said, no, no, just check it. Let's just see where you are. And, and we had been in, in Maui. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh. So anyway, it, it is doable, especially with health support systems. It's very doable. And it's not anything to be afraid of as long as you take care of your body and make sure you're doing what the doctors are telling you to do. That's and we are all here to support you as yep, well. Absolutely. Uh, ACBDA. And uh, that's one of the nice things about becoming a member. And that's the, the great part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what I would just kind of repeat, uh, Terry Pacheco, is that um, is to Larry's point, managing your diabetes, whether you're type 1, type 2, pre-justed, whatever, um, managing your diabetes is a lot more fun and I say that with quotes in the air, than having to deal with complications like vision loss, uh, amputated toes, uh, neuropathy where you can't feel anything with your hands, heart disease. Um, diabetes is an equal opportunity abuser. And um, it will, it will if you don't take control of it, it will take control of you. And I just want to say that I, you know, having gone blind at age 21 from this disease, I don't think I would recommend that to anybody i mean if there's a way to prevent these complications which there are which we've talked about extensively tonight then you know my advice to everyone is to um take it seriously and you know i I look at terry suarez and i think you know she took it seriously and has gotten serious about managing her disease and it's paying off so um that's a lot more fun to do that than to have to say Oh, my kidneys are failing. I have to go on dialysis. Or yeah. My eyes are failing and I'm going blind. I can't drive anymore. And ACBA, ACBDA is a wonderful support group. It really is. By the way, that's a nice little segue if you want to use it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before you take it, Tom, can I have the ball Absolutely, for a second? Absolutely, sure. Yeah. Um, I think what else is important is that we talk about the signs and symptoms for you can have this conversation <laughs> with your team. And it's, um, you know, if you're thirsty, um, of course, it's hot right now, but you want to make sure, you know, if you're urinating a lot or uh, something smells different and you haven't started a new um, vitamin routine and didn't have asparagus for dinner, um, just keep track of your body. If you don't feel right, talk to your doctor and and ask them to do an a1c and at least see where you've been for the last 180 days and that's how long your red blood cells survive is 180 days and that's why you want to do it every three months thank you terry so 
with, with that, Ms. Pacheco, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to reach us, um, if you don't mind, as we wrap Please up. Please do. <clears throat> so um, several different ways to reach us. Uh, thanks to the good work of uh, Jeff Bishop and Randy Knapp, who manage our website. You can visit www.acbda, the abbreviation of our name, .org, and you can check out the information on there. There's a membership form that's connected to PayPal. So if you're interested in joining, you can do that all in one easy process. Don't have to do it. Go to membership and then go to donate. It, it all works in one process now. Thanks to Jeff and Randy. Woohoo! Um, yeah, woo <laughs> if you have questions about, you know, we just kind of touched on the highlights of what ACB Diabetics in Action offers. Um, didn't even talk about the peer support mentor relations uh, group that we have. That's really probably one of our cornerstones that we just got going uh, last October. Um, so if you have questions or thoughts, you know, or concerns you'd like to talk to us about, feel free to send an email to acbdaorg. So acbdaorg at gmail.com. And one of us will get back to you. Um, and membership uh, dues are a whopping 10 bucks a year. Um, I think that's well worth the price of admission, frankly. Um, and you know, as far as convention goes, Terry, I will just quickly touch on, we have four different presentations that we will be offering to uh, the convention attendees, both those virtual and those in person. And on Tuesday, July 5th, our first session is called Knuckling Down. Well, the, our, our whole theme for a convention is Knuckling Down on Diabetes. Um, and woohoo! And so, um, first, the first the first panel is uh, three endocrinologists talking about what's late and what's great in managing the disease. The second panel on July fifth, from four o'clock to five fifteen, um, is knuckling down on adaptive equipment, and it's with a gal named Kim Ladd, who's a certified diabetes care and education specialist. And she uh, will be talking and demonstrating all the different adaptive tools out there to help manage your diabetes. Um, on Wednesday, July 6th, um, we have two more panels. Um, the first one is at uh, from 2.30 to 3.45, and that's knuckling down on accessibility. And for those that may be aware, this is uh, Andy Burstein's Accessible Pharmacy team. He will be talking about oh, yeah. accessible pharmacy, how it got established, why it's so important for our community, and why his blind uh, business partner felt we needed, we needed that as a community because uh, commercial insurance, not too blind sensitive. Um, and then the last but certainly not least presentation um, will be knuckling down on peer mentor relations, which will be uh, handled by uh, Elizabeth Liz Alexa, who um, is the chair of our peer mentor relations committee and uh, has communicated that she hopes to have our peer mentor relations program off the ground by August 1st. And basically what that means is um, if you're someone who's newly diagnosed with diabetes, you'll get paired or matched with somebody who's a seasoned veteran, and they can help guide you through the process of learning how to manage your diabetes with vision loss. Uh, I, it's, it's, a, it's a model I'm very passionate about, and I'm incredibly, in, incredibly indebted to uh, Liz for taking this on. So that's our convention program. It, All this stuff is uh, on the registration form. So, again, thank well, you. Well, it certainly sounds... This. It's I'm, uh, thank you all for joining me. It certainly sounds like a, a wonderful organization and some really, really good panels at convention. And I hope everyone takes advantage of them. And 
Let me just shut off my Say phone. Say by the bell. The <laughs> there we go. I, hey, well, I may have go one, away. just one question. Is there and any I, extra I, I cost? That can, oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Any extra cost what? Is there any extra cost uh, at the convention to sponsor the organization besides the yearly dues? Well, the only the only thing if you register, whether it's virtual or in person, is there's a $35 fee for everybody. And, right. then, and then if you want to attend our, our panel discussions um, and you want the handouts, that's mm-hmm. going to cost $20 so that because we have to produce those and all that. So uh, you'll probably get those digitally, electronically, but that's the only cost to, to attend our, our, our convention programming um, on July 5th and July 6th. And Tom, okay. don't forget all right, if you want to get now- that excellent Sugar Warrior t-shirt. We're we're gonna go. We're we're already over. I know we're over. Yeah. We're over. Yeah. Sorry, folks. So with that, I wish oh. you all a very safe week, and thank you all again. Thank you, Larry, Tom, Tom, Terry, Cindy, everyone, all of you that are here tonight, and I will see you next week.